Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Say DiVincenzo, say DiVincenzo. Folks, welcome back to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. And we'd like to thank Shepard, the Australian pop band Shepard for Geronimo, which of course, partner, I changed to DiVincenzo, hook, line, and sinker. I think totally appropriate, Mike Randall. Like we like to say, it's been a long time. It's good to be back in Woo! the saddle. <laughs> Welcome and listeners to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. We're always talking everything college hoops. Thanks to co- uh, thanks to Blog Talk Radio for powering us up. Thanks to Bell Jar, or I guess Shepard, oh, this yeah. time for bringing us in and out. Thanks for tuning in and carving out some time. You could have been anywhere else on the dial, but you chose to be here with us. Mike and Gus, we appreciate that. Uh, Mike, let's do a little breakdown of the NBA draft. What do you think, man? Did you notice, Gus, the tray? When they say bombs for tray bombs, I, I, it was very slight. I don't know if you noticed that in the intro. No, it was it was a fabulous. <laughs> Let's just call it. It was really creative. I'm gonna call it artistic. How's that? Well, start. Is that, that fair? Can we well, call it artistic. Well, if we're gonna go artistic, listen. Blind Squirrel gets a nut once in a while, and yes, I did for the last six months tell you guys about how D- Dante DiVincenzo was going to get drafted. And how he's going to be in the first round and then how he's going to be in the top 20 and Mm -hmm. one, two, three. However, our YouTube channel, which is going off the charts and doing so very well, people need to know you did the write-ups for those. You did the projections. And if you go to our Screen the Screener College Basketball YouTube channel, you will see multiple people complimenting us for the locations of where people got drafted. And folks, that is all my partner, Gus Kearns. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, it was so fun getting putting all those all together. And let's not sell you short on your end. As much as I worked hard and you know busted out the keyboard for the for the writing end, you were you're doing just as just an equal amount of work on the tech end, pulling the videos together, making them seamless, making them very consumer friendly. So it was a team project. Uh, so listeners out there, thank you for consuming the team project that Mike and I put together. It was really fun putting them together. Mike and I really enjoyed it. But yeah, it's nice to get some compliments. Thanks for spreading the good vibes out there, people. I like that. You locked in. You locked in on, gosh, Aaron Holiday. You locked in on Chandler Hutchison. You locked in on everybody. I mean, well done, Jacob Evans. Jacob Evans, Dante. Yes, you did a great job. Yes, absolutely. Well done. But yes, folks, we're going to give you a recap today of the NBA draft. This will turn the page for us. We will then move forward to college basketball. We have some fantastic things coming up for you for the college basketball season as we are officially, Gus, a first-page college basketball podcast on Google. I think we're first-page. That's what we are, aren't we? Listen, (laughs) 
That's all due to the listeners out there. It is. So They're wonderful. Thank, thank you. you for thank tuning you. in. That's thank the you. only way that that happens. Thank you. We've had some really loyal listeners from, from day one. Yes. And they've spread the good word, word of mouth. And I like to think of us as like the, the I like to think of us as the, as the craft beer. The grassroots, absolutely. The local well food truck. Yes, your 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 ice cream, uh, your ice cream man that comes around the neighborhood. We are the local small school. We are the typical college basketball podcast. We are that little mid major, the little engine that could, and we are cutting because of you guys listening. And thank you so much for doing so. It's funny you say the ice cream man. We narrowly avoided that one. Uh, Son's still taking naps. We were in the backyard about 7.30 tonight. And sure enough, here he comes right down. I did everything in my power to keep the kids from going in the front yard. because the, the, go- the music is a blessing and a curse. It right? is. If they go in the it's front yard, they're going to kill dinner. We had a late dinner tonight, but it worked out. But that's a very good comparison. And of course, feel free, guys, to look us up on Patreon. Become a patron of the show. There's some great stuff that goes on there. Those that give us this $1 level, $3 level, $6 level. Those who do $6, you get an extra podcast a week. Gus dropping in lifestyle help. He talked about beers. He talked about songs. He talked about Hoboken. I have to tell you, can I pay you to listen to our patron? <laughs> because I, I don't hear yours until it's live, and it's incredible. Right, I can't right, stop right. doing yeah, it. It's same incredible. For me. Same for me, yes. It's, it's, uh, it's fun putting those together. And I think the best part, I mean, obviously putting together for the Patreon listeners out there, the little nooks and crannies that we want to talk about that are exclusive and then we don't talk about on this particular podcast. But I also really like putting together like the little, you know, like you, you mentioned, like the, the life parts. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, lifestyle. There might be in the fridge. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have a couple of other things for the next couple of Patreon podcasts that we put out there over the summer, which I'm looking forward to sharing with everybody. So uh, thank you for those that have, you know, signed up for that. And if uh, you're looking for a little deeper dive on the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast, that's the place to find it. All right, well, let's hit the NBA draft because we have content galore. So Gus and I are going to go over the draft. We'll do a little talk. Then we'll do three things we like, three things we don't like, sort of back and forth here and give you a a final close, if you will, Gus, to the 2017-2018 college basketball season. Let's look at it in sections. Let's just look at the first 10 picks and and see your thoughts. Eight went first. That was fine. Marvin Bagley second. Uh, Doncic went third, but then was was traded to the Mavericks for Trey Young. Great great trade. I'm looking right now, man, my own personal opinion. If we say that someone always bonks in the top five picks, my first mm-hmm. return is Jaron Jackson. Not I like Jaron Jackson, but I, right. I, I'm looking. I just really believe in Trey Young a little more than Jaron Jackson right now, which I don't know if many people do. I haven't seen Doncic, but I, I'm just guessing that they can't be so way off that he that he, he I mean, Ricky Rubio probably is a floor, I would think. I know he's a bigger player, but you know what I mean? Like the Europeans that have been hyped lately have usually been fairly decent but Bamba six Wendell Carter who we love Colin Sexton went to the Cavs a little early for Colin Sexton interesting pick there yeah I agree with you uh number 10 was McCall Bridges and of course number nine go, go for it uh, go for it you got the floor. Uh, I Please. love it the Knicks we were kind of we kind of like squaring off the podcast I, just I, for this like leadoff spot so 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 take your swings man I'm stealing your theory your your Twitter handle hashtag Nick sense I think it's brilliant it is a stupid pick. It makes absolutely no sense. He is not a guy who can break you down off the dribble. He's a stationary shooter. I know he's 6'9", but he plays like he's 6'5". It is a terrible pick. To me, partner, this is them having, you know, they say buyer's remorse, passing on Kentucky shooting guard remorse what? with Malik Monk. That's what this is. It's not the right pick. I hated it. 
Great point. You figure Monk was on the board last year. They take Nita Lakina. Was like literally a comet flying through the sky last year during or, the college basketball. Or a guy jumping out a window, which is one of my most popular tweets of all time. <laughs> that's right. I kind of forgot about that. I'm sorry. I didn't remember about that. Oh, that's hilarious. So maybe it is. But I, you know what I think the other part of this is? And I think this is something like worth paying attention to. I don't know where. This kind of falls into it. How about when they were looking for their new coach? Do you think they talked to Cal? I don't see why you wouldn't at this yeah, point because I, all these I, retreads are there, right? I think they talked to Cal. And you know what else they got into the conversation with? Cal knew he wasn't taking that job. So you know what he did? Sales pitch. Probably. Here, here's my guy. Here's here's what I love about Knox. Here's what I love about Shea Girls Alexander. That's what he talked about. And guess what? Sales pitch worked. And if it is Calipari, kudos to him. The guy who sold Kevin Knox... To the Knicks at number nine must oh, it was have been, it was Cal. It must have he must have actually when he was younger sold my mother that Dodge Colt that I used <laughs> to drive in high school with no power steering, no radio, and no air conditioning. That's he because he's a used We're car really salesman. Here, right? Folks, really I, I don't care, folks. Eight years from now, Kevin Knox ain't going to be in the NBA. You can take that to the bank. I'll even say five. Is he the equivalent of your Dodge Colt? Oh my God! Yeah, to stick on bathroom radio. Remember that I used to stick the thing out the window. It's just it's so Nick sense. I'm stealing your Twitter handle, man. Well done. Can't say. Any other thoughts? Top 10 before we go to the next 10? Uh, I think uh, interesting that there was that much movement. I would like to – I'm just going to say, you know, when you guys thankfully tuned in to uh, part one and part two of our – Which were excellent. Uh, excellent job. Our preview for the NBA draft. Get, guess who we said would be movers and shakers? We said the Hawks would. Guess yep. what they did? Yep. They made a trade. Guess who else we said would? The 76ers. Guess yep. what they did? Mm-hmm. They trade. Guess who else we said might? Mavericks. Yep. Guess what they did? Yep. Finally, I think uh, the last team that we paid attention to that might make a move or two, try, may, and the Clippers. And the Clippers, and yeah. they, did, they did the exact same thing. So I think as far as like maybe we didn't get a ton of picks correct, but I think we had a good beat on what was going to happen in the draft. And we overall, 26 of the 30 picks that we made in the first round were picked in the first round. And overall, we had 50 out of 60 of the players selected Tremendous. correctly put in our podcast. So I think I think we were pretty accurate as far as a podcast that's not keyed into the NBA. Last thing I'll say here, I like Sexton more than you, but that's a little early for Colin Sexton. Yeah, if Le- well, yeah, yeah. You, you, this, this would be your situation because I was, I was a little lower on Sexton than you are, but go ahead. If LeBron stays, I think Colin Sexton can become a very, very good sort of supporting cast player. If LeBron leaves, Colin Sexton isn't becoming Kyrie Irving. So as much as I like Sexton, I think he's a playoff of a star type of guy. I think he can totally. be a great fifth starter. But that's LeBron dependent. If LeBron leaves, I don't know what we're going to get from Sexton partner. So I'd have no idea. I, well, I think we do know. Just look at the year that Kyrie had in Cleveland without LeBron. Were they a playoff team? No. Would they be a playoff team with Sexton? No. They'd probably be even worse off. No, I Sexton. agree. I just don't think Sexton can score anywhere near like Kyrie. Oh, I, that, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he'll even – they'll be bad and he'll be much worse. I, I'm with you. I, I didn't that, like I, that. It didn't feel good. It felt like – you know, bad sushi, right? Remember we did that pod last year? Like when I, I was at a work event and I'm sitting yes, there. Yes. Uh, you, you said Louisville was like bad sushi. If you, yes. if you knew my work event, it was a little frisky that I'm looking. I'm like, Colin Sexton, eight. <laughs> it's a little high for Colin Sexton. That was my reaction. A little high. A little high. Would have much rather him go to the Knicks. Let, let's look at 11 to 20. 
You love Shai Gilders-Alexander. I'm warming to him. I loved your breakdown about him, about playing at his own speed. I thought that was so well done. I I agree. I think he has a talent and a skill that can keep him in the NBA for many, many years. Miles Bridges ends up getting traded from the Clippers. uh, Or no, he yes, he trades to the Hornets, rather. I'm sorry. Yes, traded from the Clippers to the Hornets. MJ, I don't know. You know, I'm rooting for him, but certainly he dropped a little bit. Very surprised about Jerome Robinson. Was not surprised about Michael Porter Jr., but we'll get to that a little bit bit later. Partner, were you shocked here? This sort of 14 to 16 range, Michael Porter Jr. to Denver. I kind of get that one. I don't like him, but I mean, he he is potentially, people say, a lottery talent, so he drops 14. Troy Brown at 15? Really? A little early. And Zaire Smith, 6'2 and a half without shoes to the Suns? And... And he ended up – they did the right thing though. He got traded for McCall Bridges. I don't know about you. I love McCall Bridges a yeah, bazillion yeah. times more than Zyra Smith if just for the length and the defense. We'll we'll get to that part a little bit later. You know, Zaire, Troy Brown, and Michael Porter were all going to go in the top 20 somewhere. And I think this is where the drop-off of the draft begins. Right, right after the lottery ends, you have a drop-off. And you're still going to get some good players. I mean, we'll go down the rest of the list here, and there's some players that we really like here. I mean, especially the Bucks with DiVincenzo, Aaron Holiday to the Pacers, like those type of players. But at the same time, this is where the drop-off begins, and you can start scratching your head and asking questions. Uh, Dante, we both rooted for it. We were on a text with our good buddy there. We're celebrating when he went to the Bucks. I, I think Dante DiVincenzo, in my own opinion, is 100 times better than Troy Brown and Zaire Smith in terms of his impact in the NBA. I don't think that's an argument. And we'll just share some insider information. Our, you know, our friend that was up in Milwaukee said that the the Bucks staff was kind of blown away with uh, Dante's athleticism off the bat. I, I think he'll be a starter for them by the time we hit 2019. I said that Lonnie Walker, Crazy. Lonnie Walker to the Spurs. I like Lonnie Walker. I also like the picture on Twitter of him with his hat elevated over his head next to Adam Silver, who's bald. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the best things about the NBA draft. Uh, Lonnie Walker's hat. Yes. Ke- Kevin Herter, the Hawk. Sure, big guy who can shoot. No problem. Oh uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that later when we package up a couple of our ideas. Yeah. And the last one for 20, and then give me your shouts. Give me your comments here from 10 to 20. Josh Koji, who sort of has that you mentioned it in the in the youtube video maybe that donovan mitchell like feel who really exploded at the combine so break it down for us 10 to 20 i thought 10 to 20 i think the clippers interesting that they were so guard heavy and we'll talk about this a little bit later uh that they went to guards with both of their picks uh i like what they did they tried to go a little point guard and then of course a a, a scoring guard with uh robinson um i I don't know about the Wizards pick with Troy Brown. I kind of see what they're doing there. Maybe they think they're getting another like Otto Porter. I can understand that thinking. Um, uh, we'll get to the Zaire and the uh, McCall situation in a bit. Gus, Love- if, Gus if you're going to take Troy Brown, why not take Hutchinson? Like I understand why, that Brown's a yeah, little – Why sw- not take Lonnie Walker? Why right. not take – a Kogi. Why, yes, why not that's my point. Yes, that's right. Yes. That's my. That's what I'm saying. All right, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, no. We're on the same page there <laughs> yeah. as far as we're concerned. Uh, and then I think the Timberwolves, you knew they were going to take one of these tough-minded, multi-skilled wings. And, uh, you know, Koji just happens to fall there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, 21 is where, like, you know, we oh, kind of have some snickering, right? Yeah, of course. You know, listen, we're not going to get into this, but... It just was a predictable pick. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get any more into it, guys. A predictable pick there with the Jazz. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I, we 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 read about it. We talked about it. You nailed it, uh, Hutchinson. Who, by the way, has like over seven thousand views on YouTube. Seven thousand four hundred views on our video of Chandler Hutchinson. I don't know why, but they love it. Uh, Aaron Holley, the Pacers. You nailed that one. Playing alongside Oladipo, uh, who was I think was most improved this year. Just got the award tonight. Uh, 
Anthony Simons, you know, Moritz Wagner. Some people are putting out that Moritz Wagner could be rookie of the year next year. People are already talking about that. Shamit to the Sixers. He's a very solid, fundamental guy who could really play well off of Ben Simmons and everybody else. And here's one I want to get your feedback on. A couple at the end. Robert Williams and Jacob Evans. Robert Williams, I got my brother-in-law who's a huge Celtic fan up in Amherst, loves the Robert Williams pick. I think he just lo- loves it because the Celtics made it. I don't. I mean, listen, Williams' talent is sick. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. And if Brad Stevens can get his head, they've unleashed a monster there at 27. And then Jacob Evans, you correctly predicted going to Golden State, sort of part of the puzzle fitting in there. What do you think about those guys? Well, I think Robert Williams, I th- the reason why he fell is also speaks to the reason why he was late for his conference call. Right, exactly. That, so, that wasn't a mistake. That's why he's at 28. Gus, it has not nothing to do with eight. it has nothing to do with the uh, you know, the, the time the time shifts there, okay? Yeah, the, the, yeah. Nothing to do with that. They're like, no. "Oh, it's a different time zone. Stop it, guys. Stop it." Okay. Please. So, okay. All right. So, I go on a little dive drive here. Guess what? <laughs> After Thursday night, you get drafted by an NBA team. You're a professional. Stop start acting like a professional. Thank you. Show up Thank for your you. conference call and get it straight. Yeah. You want to like you want to like you know live the dream and be big time. Guess what? Part of living a dream and being big time is showing up for your conference call on time, so they can introduce you and hold up a jersey and say like, "Hey, we really love this guy." Like, get your act together and stop being selfish. Yep. Enough with this. I'm done with Robert Williams. Yep. I hope he has like a, I hope he has like a sustained NBA career. But so far, off to a really rocky start. Let's hope Brad. Let's hope Brad Stevens can kind of straighten the ship there. Hey, Gus, you know, I wanted to call you the other day, but I just didn't know how to reach you. I, I didn't realize that we could use cell phones. You know, I just forgot. Sorry. I know no, I know. I didn't make a call. I just, I forgot. You know, give me a break. It's a time zone. Just stop it. Ridiculous. Stop it. Let's get more positive. Jacob Evans on the Warriors. How about that one? Oh, I mean, you knew that they were going to go long, gifted, multi-talented wing. That's, I, I you know, we, we thought we threw around Frazier. We threw around uh, Evans. Uh, you know, maybe Schmidt here, you know, some, some, something along those lines. And by the way, they will find minutes for him major league during the regular season. And I bet during a playoff season, during a playoff round, he plays major minutes during that playoff round where he helps them win that playoff round. That's what I'm projecting for Jacob Evans. Yes. I think he's going to be severely underrated. Best thing about Jacob Evans, he doesn't need to score the ball. A hundred percent. Yes. Doesn't need to score the ball. He, that, and they have enough people that can shoot the ball. He's going to do everything else to help that team win. Love that pick. It's a perfect match. I, I told, uh, amen. Uh, amen. Preach, my brother. Preach. And the last two, he did uh, Musa and Amari Spellman snuck into round. I still wish Amari Spellman had come back. I knew he was going to be at best late first round. I said that. He got a guaranteed contract. Spellman of the Hawks. I mean, it was one of many picks for them. But what do you think about that? So I think Musa, I think is a, it goes into one of the things I really like. And we'll jump right into the things that you like right away. But um, I, I think the Nets continue to do more with less, like that pick there. And then why don't we just get into the things that you liked about this particular draft? And why don't you just jump off with the Hawks in general and talk with Spellman? And I have a couple of thoughts off of that as well. So uh, why don't we start with like the things that we really liked what happened? This yeah, I'm sorry. I, I missed that there for a second because I was just looking. I'm sorry. Where did Gary Clark get drafted? I'm just trying to because, I mean, his – you know, I got to tell you, that his points, what he does per minute, Gus, it's unbelievable. Again, I, Gary Clark was a very solid college player. But please, yes, okay? yes. Yes, I know. He has a two-way contract now with Houston. Congratulations. I, just, I don't see him in the first round. Do you see him? Okay. Three things I love. 
Okay, go for I it. loved what the Bulls did. Now, they're getting a lot of criticism here with Wendell Carter. They're saying that they went big in an NBA that doesn't like bigs. Okay, guys, and the pendulum's going to swing back the other way. They got Wendell Carter. They got Chandler Hutchinson. I love what the Bulls did here. They got two young building blocks. I am with you. You would mention this. I think Wendell Carter was sort of shackled and held back in the Duke offense. Uh, I huh? think he can explode. He's a smart guy that matters in life. Big guy, post moves, the whole deal. I know he's not as fluid on the break, Gus, as Bagley was, but I like what they did here, especially Hutchison. They drafted the closest thing to Al Horford that they could find. Ah, very good. Very good. Excellent. Very That's good. what they yes. did there. And if you're going to look at the, the bigs that were in the conference finals for the NBA this year, yeah, guess who you're going to find? You're going to find, like, Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Versus Al Horford and Baines. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and if you go to the West, guess what you're going to find? You're going to find Clint Capella versus uh, McGee and, uh, I don't know, Jordan Bell and Looney. So are you telling me that Wendell Carter can't fit in this t- in today's NBA landscape and construct? He doesn't need to score 20 points a game. You know what he needs to do? He needs to board the ball. He needs to be solid on the defensive end. He needs to make a difference in the lane as a shot deterrent. And he needs to score on some putbacks and make some open jumpers. And guess what he's really good at? All of those things. Yes. And, and if, if you if you know if you look at if you look at Hutchinson, like what else do you want from a wing? Like the wings are so valued in this this uh, particular NBA during the you know the current framework that we have. Like, what else do you want from a guy? You want him to be athletic? Okay, check. You want him to dribble the ball? Check. You want him to shoot the ball? Check. You want him to like rebound and be tough? Check. You want him to have some like uh, uh, some experience? Check. Guess what? They did a great job in the draft. A- a- am I jerk or not jerk, Gus? Tell me, jerk or not jerk? All the rumors came out that the Bulls wanted him at 22. Why would you not take him with like pick 18, 20, right, 20 right, and right, trade right. him? I- am I wrong? I thought that I- too. Yeah. Right. I right like maybe the Suns would grab him, but they did some other maneuvering to get a wing. The Jazz? So obviously, the Jazz? The yeah. ja- <laughs> Like, I, I don't know. Sorry. Maybe I'm jerk, not jerk. I'm sorry. No, uh, no, no, not, not jerk. I think if he if he's a player you want, draft him. Love my second thing. Love what the Hawks did. I'm a Trey Young guy. I know people think he's a big risk. I don't think so, guys. He's a freshman. R- he's risk a, on what? He's risk a, on being right. He, well, his his you know his wingspan is only. I, I don't care about his wingspan. You know what I care about? Trey bombs. That's what I care about. He is a freshman. You can't compare him to Stephen Curry. First, that's not fair. Secondly, he's a freshman, and he played in the Big 12. They got a great player in Trey Young. Herter is a nice sort of ancillary piece that can come in. Big guy can make some shots. And Spellman looks like uh, your your 2018 NBA big, right? I, we've talked about Draymond Green with him. I, you right. know, that's the type of guy. I like what they did there. I love what the Hawks did. I think they got three solid players. So it's funny that you mentioned Draymond Green and compared him to Mari Spellman because you know who the GM is there, right? He's the former – Yes, uh, yes, very good, yes. Front office exec. So you know what he did here? He did the best copycat draft that he could do to copycat the Gold State Warrior roster. Yep. Okay, let me see if I can get my knockdown shooter. Okay, let me take Trey Young. Oh, let me see if I can get my uh, secondary shooter on the wing that doesn't have to be a primary ball handler. Okay, let me take Herder. Yep. Oh, let me take a big that can shoot it from deep and do a couple of things diverse down in the post. Oh, let me take Spellman. He did, he grabbed – and it shows what they value. It shows that they value shooting. 
And in today's NBA, if you can't shoot the ball, like you're not going to score enough points due to the offensive rule changes that have taken place. And just the, the you know, the, the value on uh, the, the switch heavy defense that all it does is create mismatches. And if you can create mismatches and have shooters surround those mismatches, mis- mismatches, it makes perfect sense. So I think I love the Hawks here. I don't like it. I love it. I agree. And I love that they try to copycat the blueprint that the Gold State Warriors put forward. I'm reading stuff online. They're already talking about Dennis Schroeder being a role model for Trey Young. That's fine. And I like Dennis Schroeder. I do think, Gus, down the line, Dennis Schroeder's days are numbered in Atlanta. Oh, I, I, I see, much. like, eventually, you know, this is kind of, not right now. I mean, he no, he's only 24, by the way. He'll be 25 this year. You know, Schroeder's been great from Germany, but I think this is sort of a plan for the future. I love what they did. I thought it was fantastic. And my last thing, please give me a minute here. Folks, when you watch as much basketball as Gus and I do, and we've been watching it for many, many years, we go back to the NBA draft with Weber, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I I taped, Gus, the 1984 NBA draft was on ESPN the other day. I taped it. Okay, Sam Bowie, just hilarious because the the Trailblazers had Drexler, right? I get it. Okay. Dante DiVincenzo is going to be a star. I have been saying it to you. I don't care that he's not starting. Stop with the stupidness. Just because somebody starts in college doesn't mean that they're going to be great in the pros. And just because they don't start doesn't mean they can't be good. The kid is big. be a body. He's a lights-out shooter. He can jump. He's had multiple blocks. He rebounds. He plays hard. He has a great handle. This is the guard of the future. He is very Clay Thompson. I've made that comparison before. Yep. The only negative I'm hearing is like, well, was he behind? He couldn't beat out. Um, Jalen Brunson, yes, because Jalen Brunson was the national he player he was, of the year. Okay. He wasn't supposed to. Right, and he didn't have to. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And obviously, Jalen Wright knows what he's doing because he had the kid on the bench. And basically, he he came out in the in the um, NCAA championship game and John Beeline. It was the one thing he didn't prepare for. The kid is a star. It wasn't just one game, guys. If you've watched Villanova and we've watched him on the East, East Coast, this guy has flashed. The tipping against Virginia two years ago at home to win the game, right? right. I've seen yep. him make big threes against Butler, which is a tough place to play. This kid is the real deal. I've seen it. It was in my gut. I was very happy to see the Bucks take him at 17. I think he's going to be starting for them at some point before the calendar year is over. Dante DiVincenzo went to the combine, killed it, and made himself a lot of money. Gus, who has come farther in a year from where he was preseason than where he is right now than Dante DiVincenzo? I think if you look at people's preseason like top 100 player lists from this previous season, I don't think any of them will contain Dante DiVincenzo. No way. I don't think so. I think you know maybe you took a flyer on him in the '90s. The fact that he has climbed from like the hundreds into number slot to slot 17 for the Bucks is out of control and just speaks to the greatness of the sport we love. It allows for this ascension of any certain college basketball student athlete to have this unbelievable rise like a meteor into our viewing patterns. And then we get to admire, root for, or if you're a a St. John's fan or a Georgetown fan or a Butler fan or something along those lines, get to root against this particular player. And you know what? I'm rooting for Dante DiVincenzo, not because we're Buck fans, not because uh, we, we love to see the great story. He's a great kid, great family comes from a great program, and he's coached the right way. And you know what? The Bucks front office and coaching staff will appreciate that, 
and that's why he's going to get minutes, and that's why, like you predicted, he'll find some starter minutes in this calendar year sometime. I love this pick. I think it makes perfect sense for what they're trying to do, and I bet he's a beautiful complimentary shooter on the wing for Giannis and Middleton. Totally agree. Well said. Everything you just said, I totally agree. Very excited about that. Now, you got a few things, partner. What did you love about this draft? Let me know what you think about these things. I'll just fire through them quick, and I love your two cents on them. Number one, love what the Suns did. They grabbed Aiton, they traded for Bridges, and they grabbed Okobo in the second round, point guard from France. Those are three possible, I'm not saying definite, they're three possible starters at some point during the year. And that the, the contract that they gave a Kobo uh, of $6 million speaks to that because he's a second-round pick. I love what they tried to do to retool this team in one singular draft to put players around the players they already have in place and to complement those guys. I think that the Suns, if they can get their acts together at the end of this year, they could be a sneaky, like we're going to be talking about them being five games out of the playoff uh, position this particular year, but I think the following year, I think it's going to pay huge dividends. I love what the Suns did here by taking eight and one and just taking the big and then getting some ancillary complementary pieces with Bridges and a Copa. Yeah, you can win in the NBA anywhere you want. You can win in basketball. It's why it's a fantastic sport. It's the best sport that we follow because you can do it any way that you want. And what they did was they got the big, they got the the explosive mm. guy out there on the wing who can shoot the three, the three and D player. And I love a Kobo in the second round. Everything you just said is perfect. They're building it the right way. And I think they're going for broke right now because it's time to win in Phoenix. The guy's been there now. It's time to make some moves and get a win. Agree with everything. Yeah, I, I think they needed to move the needle. And I think all of those moves speak to trying to move that needle in the positive direction. I also love what the Nets did. They just continue to do more with less. Um, they, they, you know, they got absolutely uh, – they're downtrodden after the, the, the trade with the Celtics and giving away all those first-round draft picks uh, in alternate years. Uh, but I think they did a great job here. They take Musa, who will come over and play. He, he said he's going to come over and play this year. And then take Kirtrick, uh from Latvia – who might be a better player than Musa, and most feel that Musa is a solid first-round talent. So I think again, I think they continue to dig out of the trade that they traded for KG and Paul Pierce and um, oh Terry. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Jason, Jason Terry, Terry was okay. included in that trade as well. So they continue to dig out of that hole, and I think picking these two foreigners continues to do that. Um, and the next thing I really liked, how about this? How about the 76ers? The 76ers picked Landry Shamit, one of the, the drafts, like, top four shooters. He can space the floor for Simmons and Embiid. They take Jake Milton, one of our personal favorites. He's totally undervalued here due to the injury at the end of the season. And they also get a couple of second-round draft picks for the trade that they put out with uh, uh, Kyrie Thomas. And then they get some more future assets. And then they put all their eggs in the Zaire Smith basket. They actually take a huge PR risk by trading hometown hero Macau Bridges for Zaire Smith and obtaining another first-round pick in the process. Now, this needs to work out big time. Maybe Zaire is like uh, Fultz Insurance. Either way, I think the 76ers kind of nailed this draft by taking some risks and adding some talent to their roster and getting – now, this is the key. This is interesting. They add a 2021 first-round pick. And that just might be the year that the one-and-done rule disappears. So 
I like that they tried to grab some stars with Zaire and some shooting around the roster that they have with Milton and Schmidt. What did you think about the Sixers and what they were able to pull off and obtaining a couple of other assets, including a 2021 first round draft pick? I don't really like either one. I, the Nets, I listen, I can't speak to either of these guys, Gus. This is what I talk about. I haven't seen them, right. but it certainly seemed like the Nets just, I, I think they're just going in circles. They remind me of like the Scooby-Doo when he's chasing his tail. I wanted something with a little more pop. I know that they were the end of the first round, so what could they right. really do? But I, I can't speak to either one of these, but they don't get me excited right now. As far as the Sixers, I think it was a catastrophic deal. You have the hometown guy there. His yep. mom works with the team. If you didn't want to take him, that's fine. But then you take him and you deal him for another shooting guard guy who can't dribble as well as Bridges, can't shoot as well as Bridges, can Correct. jump as well as Bridges. Yes, he can. But Bridges, I think, is longer. And the length in the NBA is the way to go. I did not like this move from a basketball standpoint, and I didn't like it from a humanistic standpoint. Why do this? You can't right. – I, I get the pick. I understand that. But – I really like Bridges. I wish Bridges would have stayed with the Sixers. And, and I'm, I don't know. I get it. And listen, I understand. And, and, and listen, the Sixers are doing very well right now. They're hot. By the way, if I told you right now you could take the Celtics or Sixers next year, who would you take? Celtics. Yeah, I agree with you. But, so, but there's certainly you know the process, okay, the whole thing. I just think process. it was a move they didn't have to make. How about that? You know what? I like your humanistic angle on this. I think that makes sense. And also, they put the hat on the kid for his hometown team. Here's my take on this, and I was kind of waiting for an angle to put this in. So ESPN hired Woj just so he wouldn't drop like the quote-unquote Woj bomb and ruin the NBA draft show, right? So he-, he Oh, it was so be, funny. Oh, it was so funny. Gus, right? oh my right. God. Yeah. So, so why not, how about this? Here's my pitch for this. Can we please put Woj- and Shams, Shams from uh, uh, Yahoo, can we put those guys in charge of the hats and have those two guys, Woj and Shams, hand out the hats so when those players that are drafted are interviewed, they're wearing the right hats? Can we just do that? Can we hire those guys to take care of that responsibility? That was so funny. Oh, my God. I, I'd love that. That'd be great because that way you don't have the awkward moment where like on Twitter or on the crawl underneath the actual show that you're showing, it says that uh, Macau Bridges is traded or, or, or Zaire Smith is traded. Just put those guys in charge of the hats and let them hand out the hats. That's what I say. I, it was so – yeah, so whoa, just sitting there. The best one was like uh, the, the Trailblazers <laughs> have a laser on, on, uh, on, on <laughs> Simon's. It was so funny. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. Yeah. So uh, that's, my, that's, my, uh, that, that's my request. Let's put those guys in charge of handing out the hats. Yeah, very true. Very true. How about the fact that uh, Trey Young and uh, Doncic just traded hats? They were sitting next to each other, just handed the hat right across the table. Very funny. Very funny. Yeah. And then, of course, oh. everybody, everybody's attacking Doncic's mom now. Also very funny. Only from the NBA draft can you, can you have this stuff. You got any more? You got a couple more there for Yeah, us? I got a, a couple of good ones. Uh, I'll, I'll give you two more and then just tell me what you think of these two. I like what the Pistons did. Uh, they you know, didn't have their first-round pick because of uh, the Griffin deal. Uh, but they nabbed two like first round ish talents in the second round uh, to ha help the perimeter defense with Griffin and Drummond. They're two bigs inside, manning the post and getting some exposure, getting exposed on a couple switches. So they took uh, Kyrie Thomas, you know, Kyrie defense, 
uh, and Bruce Brown from Miami to fill that bill in a huge way on the perimeter and complement what they have on the roster for new coach Dwayne Casey. And I think that shows his influence already uh, as far as in the draft room saying like, hey, I need some guys on the perimeter that are going to guard. And they took Kyrie Thomas and Bruce Bone. And the other thing I really liked in the second round is I like what the Rockets did. And you know, they didn't have a first round pick either, but they went with it. They, they got a steal with uh, DeAnte Melton from uh, USC. Yeah, and they also yeah. took Edwards. So you take a guard that can play alongside uh, CP or uh, the Beard and defend, which, you know, you know, CP was an all NBA defender at some point, but during this part of his career, maybe not. And we know how the Beard plays defense. And then they also got another wing in the mold of like Tucker and Ariza. And both Tucker and Ariza played a ton of minutes in the playoff push for them this year. So maybe, you know, uh, Vince Edwards helps out with some of those minutes. So he can shoot it, he can pass it, he can defend a little bit. I love the value that they got in the second round. So I like what the Pistons did, and I also like what the Rockets did with their second-round picks. On board with both. Love Kyrie Fence, love Brown, sort of universal guys, like you said, who can do it all. The Rockets even better. Melton is a great defender, great athlete. Vince Edwards, you've been touting him for a while. They don't need players who can score. What they need is support players. Trevor Reese is just an amazing comparison, as you always do. Shoot it, pass it. Defended do a lot. I agree with everything you just said. Both of those were very, very strong. Now let's get to the fun stuff, the things that I hate. <laughs> oh, no. I mentioned this before. The Knicks taking <laughs> we look, Kevin. Again, we were kind of framing for this one. Let's go. <laughs> the Knicks taking Kevin Knox, classic buyer's remorse with, <sighs> with Nidalekina. He hasn't popped. Now, Malik Monk hasn't been great. I understand that. But Kevin Knox cannot attack the basket like Malik Monk did. He did not have 47 points against North Carolina, shattering the Kentucky freshman scoring record by 12. If you're going to take a Kentucky shooting player there, you're going to take Kevin Knox. You're not going to take Kevin Knox. You're going to take Malik Monk. I don't care about the the Nidalekina. He has 5.9 points per game, 3.2 assists per game for the Knicks. Nice job. He's not half the athlete that Monk is. They made a mistake. I put the gif out last year, guy jumping out the window. I know Knox scored in West Virginia. I am convinced partner. Like, that was the game that sold it. I don't see yeah. him putting people on, on his hip and driving right by them. I'm sorry. This is not a first-round pick for me. I don't like Kevin Knox. Hate it. I would have much rather had some of the other guys later on. Hashtag Nick sense. Listen, I'm just going to play devil's advocate just for the listeners out there. Doesn't this pick speak to that Porzingis is going to play this year? Yeah, and Porzingis contacted him, right? I just I want to say, Kristaps, right, right. you want a better player than, than Kevin Knox playing with you. I understand that. I don't think he's that great of a shooter. I, I think he's a good shooter in college. I think Malik Monk can be an incredible shooter. I didn't see the flammability with Kevin Knox. I agree with do you, know, you. Do you. Know, do you know who shot better from three-point range than, than uh, Kevin Knox this year? Mikhail Bridges. Uh, Hutchinson, DiVincenzo, uh, okay. Kobe, DiVincenzo, DiVincenzo. Uh, Jacob Evans. Uh, do we need to go on the list anymore? Yeah, I, listen, I don't like it. I, I don't, I'm don't. i sure Kevin Knox is a very nice young man. It is nothing personal. As far as a basketball fit, I don't like it. I talked about the second one already. McCall Bridges, why would you trade him for Zaire Smith? It doesn't make any right. sense. I know that Zaire Smith's going to be in the dunk contest. I'm sure he's going to be very good in the dunk contest. <laughs> but Spud goodness. Webb won a dunk contest also, and you're not trading Spud Webb for a top 10 pick. I don't like it. McCall is a legit 6'6". He can shoot the three. He's a superior defender. I just don't like the trade for Philadelphia, especially when they put the humanistic element in there. I I like your humanistic uh, angle on this. I will say that the reason I applaud it a smidge, I'm not in love with it by any means, 
but I will applaud it because they did take a risk. They feel like they're close. They're close to the Celtics. They're close to a LeBron-led Cavalier team in the East. So why not take a swing for the fences and take a swing for a guy that seems to have a giant upside? I understand. With McCall, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a great 10-year NBA wing, no doubt. But maybe with Zaire, you're getting something different. I don't know. I, I, I'd be lying if I could predict that out. I wasn't as high on Zaire. Um, so I, I, I see where you're coming from, and I'm on your team here. But I understand why the 76ers are swaying for the fences here. I, I get it. My only issue is if you're going to go for a guy who's 6'2", I want him to have a great handle like The Professor, which, by the way, is watching The Professor's own YouTube channel today, Gus. And he sure. made a move that hurt somebody's shoulder when he was dribbling. <laughs> Just think that through for a second. But I'd rather have so, a so, – So not ankles. Shoulder. No, he, he, the guy fell the prior – possession but he then hurt his shoulder he like almost separated his shoulder it's incredible but i want a guy with a handle like that or i want a lights out shooter i don't yeah, want to shoot it yeah i don't yeah. want the swiss army knife guy on zyre smith's level i'd rather have him at vince edwards size that that's then why I, then why not take melton who went in the second round right that's exactly well done that's exactly my point and lest we forget of course how could i wait until now this is burying the lead there we go, there we go. porter jr that's now i go. have to tell you guys a little bit of my my anger is rubbed off because he did go 14th. Correct. Okay. Now, last year we know Harry Giles went 20th, and of course, you know my thoughts on Harry Giles. Let me know, Gus. Whatever he plays, let me know when he dominates because you know what he was killing in the middle school. I'm sure, just like Michael Porter Jr. was. I am sure Michael Porter Jr. is very talented. I have not seen him play besides the 53 minutes. I think the injury risk is too much for me. And you're going to point to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons played a whole year in LSU, okay? And then he got hurt and sat out a year. I haven't seen Michael Porter Jr. play until he was in English class in high school. So I don't want to hear about he's a guaranteed lock. We saw Anthony Bennett bust. We saw Kwame Brown bust. I put that little picture in the YouTube clip there of him getting yelled at by Michael Jordan. I think it's a massive risk, but I will be fair, Gus. The fact that it's 14th takes a little bit of my anger off because you're not wasting the top 10 pick. I'm just not surprised he fell. How about this? How would you feel about if he doesn't play a game this year? I assume he's not going to. Mm, I kind okay. of assume that. And, right. and and it just – I mean I knew Harry Giles wasn't either. Right. I'm going to hold – if I if you ask me who am I more uh, positive on, I, I would think Porter could be better than Harry Giles. I'm really low on Harry Giles because he did nothing right. at Duke. He could have yeah. played. He didn't play well. I'm going to hold out for it. I just, it, it's a concern, man, when he has the back surgery. He comes back. So he rushes to get back to play for the tournament in the last game of the SEC. Doesn't right. play particularly great in terms of field goal percentage and things like yeah, that. He, out of, he, he just looks really unathletic. He, yeah, he's out of shape. He's out of shape. It's fine. But then yeah. wouldn't you think, Gus, that like he would do everything in his power to be ready for the draft and everything in his power to be ready for the pro days and things like that? And so I think we're assuming he did, right? We're assuming that he did sure, get ready sure. and yeah. he still wasn't healthy enough to do it. That's right. a problem. When yeah. you can't get out of bed because of hip spasms or back spasms, that's a problem to me. No, thank you. I will take Dante DiVincenzo every day of the week and I'll take Chandler Hutchinson as well. But good luck to Mr. St- good luck to him, Michael Porter Jr. We'll see what happens. I think it's a risk reward question. And I think when you get to number 14, it's worth the risk. That's right okay at with the that. point. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's fine. That's right at the pivot yeah. point of the draft that we talked about where that drop off might be in talent. So if you get to number 14 and you can pick the player that I don't know, could have went one, two, or three if he was healthy. I think the risk 
out. I don't know. I think the reward could possibly outweigh the risk. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know what it is at that point in the draft. Yeah, I, I was kind of bummed that he was dropping because I knew it was taking away my 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 soliloquy. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm okay with it. It's it's a decent. Okay. area. I get it. I'm fine with that. All right, all right. I, I, look, you were you you nailed this spot on. You nailed the DiVincenzo thing spot on. You nailed the Michael Porter uh, Jr. thing spot on. The, both of those things you should be applauded for. There's no doubt that you were locked into both of those things from kind of like middle of the season yep and i'm so and i'm so things that like i was and i'm so damn locked in i'm so so, last thing and i'm so damn locked in that i picked missouri to beat florida state in round one right that's how locked in i was right there you go nothing nothing like getting little cold feet on your prediction there right little cold feet mike randall good job by me excellent if it makes you feel better i'm pretty sure i did too What do you got? What are some things you don't like? All right. So a couple of things. And these are like nitpicky things. They're not like, you know, end of the world things. Trailblazers, what are you doing? <laughs> like for real? You're going to take Simons and then you're going to take in the first round. I, I get that you like are the, you know, a guru of small school, uh, talented uh, guard whisperer. I understand. But we like, are, is he really that good? Is he really going to come in and like, change the dynamic of your rotation and your lineup? I don't think so. You know, and then him, how about, you know him and Michael Porter Jr. got co-MVPs of the uh, IMG Academy. Did you know that? They both got a summer camp. It was great. Three great weeks at camp. He was dominating, by the way. Uh, is that more of a participation trophy? <laughs> oh, doesn't everybody get one nowadays? I think so. <laughs> uh, and then how about giving up like future assets for Gary Trent Jr.? When did that become a thing? <laughs> Is that like a is that like a you know a solid move in the front office? Oh, Gary! Look, why I, do I don't mean I don't Gary? mean to be critical. I don't mean to be a downtrodden. I don't mean to be a buzzkill. <laughs> but I mean, I'm a huge. I mean, when did we become a huge fan of like investing like in questionable singular skill guards when multi skilled wings hold so much value in the current NBA design and roster construction? I don't get it. I don't understand why would you invest in somebody we know nothing about. Maybe he blew you away in his personal workout, but he is undersized, Simons, as as an off guard or a point guard, and he is a combo guard. He's not a true point guard. And then, are you telling me you're just going to take like a, a like a literally a singular dimensional talent in Trent in the second round and just be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna this, you know what? This is where we're putting all our eggs. We're gonna put it on him. We think that he's really gonna shoot the lights out. No, that sounds so silly. So Trailblazers, what are you doing? So funny. Gary, you had a very good shooting year for Duke. You were very solid. You flared. Easy on very good. Easy on very uh, good. Well, how about this? Three-point range? What did he shoot from three-point He was pretty good from three-point range. He was um, – let me look it up right here. Yeah. Uh, he was he, – he, How about this? I bet it's lower than you think when you pull it up. I'm pulling up right now. This is good. Okay. This is this – is, you're probably right. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> because he came in and he's like, oh, Gary trying to knock down shooter. Yep. And then you have to ask yourself, is he really? Folks, we're looking at really what did Gary – did he shoot over 40%, Gus? I don't think so. He did, 40.2. Okay, 40.2. Oh, 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 okay, sorry. Just oh. right, right, right. It, was a good, it was a good number. We, overall, we did an okay, over-under. Okay. It would be a tremendous bet. 40. Yes, and from what do you think it was from two-point range? Oh, 48? 43. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. There you go. Okay, that, so that's what I'm talking about. He, how about this? He flashed moments of capable three-point shooting. How about that? Okay. But Gary, do you really want to leave Duke so you can be the 37th pick in the NBA draft? Like that's why you're leaving. 
You're a. Fr- Jay Barrett and Zion and all those guys are going there next year. We we get that part. And listen, the playing time might be down. And but the, you'd be a great floor spacer for those guys. I, I I absolutely. And he could have been a leader the whole thing. And listen, I understand what he's thinking. You know what he, he's sitting here thinking. Listen, Gus, Jared Vanderbilt went four picks after me, and how you know his only stat is he has a rebound every minute. So it's six nine. So maybe. But I, I well said. I, I totally agree with everything you just said about about. Yeah, what are you doing there? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be really harsh on the next one. I don't really like. <laughs> <laughs> this is like I, I feel like I'm so mean right now. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners, for these fans of these teams. Pelicans, really? You're gonna go with your second round pick, the only pick that you have in this year's draft, and you're gonna draft Tony Carr of Penn State. Really? There's so much talent in this year's draft, and you're gonna go with Tony Carr. You could have went Vince Edwards. You could have went Kevin Herb. You could have went Alonzo Trier, who didn't. Have, but you're you're gonna pick a player that couldn't navigate his way to the NCAA tournament in a very down year in the Big Ten and made some very questionable decisions in late-game situations where the coach said, okay, Tony, go win us this game. And guess what? They didn't win that game, and he didn't make the shot, and then they make the tournament. Like, a couple of times in a row. I'm a little down on this pick for the Pels, and I don't know why they would waste a second-round pick on this singular guy and be like, yeah, I really love that we got this guy with our second-round pick. You could have went so many other directions. Not in love with the Pelicans and Tony Carr uh, from Penn State. I, I'll say this. I'm split on this one. I like Tony Carr as a late second-round value. I, I, I do. I like his NBA frame. I like his shooting. However, sure. I think your your argument is very solid. If that's your only pick – Kevin Hervey, you listed, would have been a tremendous choice. Vince Edwards, of course. There are other players they could have went with. I kind of like Carr. I, I, I watched him against Purdue, and I saw some things. I'm like, oh, okay. But I'm with you. It's hard to come away with Tony Carr. Right. I, I get what you're saying. I do. But, I, like, I, I, I get it. I understand. I like him. But it would have been better right if he went to the Hawks, you know, like one of four picks, right? Yes. I, I, yes. I understand. I get it. I get what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for at least seeing my side. <laughs> and then the last thing I wasn't totally in love with, but I get what they were trying to do is the clips. Look, they. I love that they attempted to solve all their backcourt problems with uh, SGA and draft darling Robinson. And, 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 of course, in Jerry West, we trust. I mean, think of who made all of those warrior selections in yeah, the past. Yeah. They're building their championship roster. I get it. So his eye for talent and his evaluation tools are top-notch. Yes, we're, we're in love with those. We're never going to argue with those. But the roster is already loaded with guards. And was this really the right direction with two lottery selections? I mean, time will tell. I like both of these players a lot. I like SGA. I like Jerome Robinson. I think they're both like NBA players. In fact, I think they both both might be NBA starters. But is this really the best combo and the best roster match? So I think this is more of a question than the thing I hate. So I hope for the Clip fans and BC Eagle fans out there that I'm wrong. But I really got to question this pairing of picks with two lottery selections. Yeah, I, I like your read on this one. Listen, you know I'm a BC guy. I'm a graduate. Uh, Eagles on the warpath. Ooh, uh, I love Jerome Robinson. <laughs> okay. I thought it was a little early for him. Okay, well, I was a little surprised when he went off the big board there. Standing with a Villanova fan, I was like, a little early for Jerome Robinson. A little early. Uh, but I like your redundant asset argument. The Clippers have a lot of guards there. SGA, we like SGA, okay? But Jerome Robinson and SGA. Do you love, 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 yeah, love Gilles Alexander. I think he's, I think, again, 
I, I'm with you. Redundant assets, things they yeah. have already. You know, you could have grabbed a big there. Uh, a guy really quick that I love that massively dropped. I mean, Katabate's D up. I mean, I, I'm just mm-hmm. saying you could have traded back a little bit if you wanted to. Lonnie Walker was there. I'm with you. I, I like it. It's okay, but sort of like a little misplaced. Um, what, what's the plan, Clips? What, what, what are you going for here? Right. I get it. If Jerry West really likes these two guys, then he'll be damned with the current roster. Right. Like, get, right. get in a guy that you really yes, like. Yes, yes, yes. Develop those guys and let's roll. Yes. If he gets rid so of I, I agree I, with I get you. that yes. part of it, but the fact that it just doesn't fit into their current team uh, makeup and roster that's already in place just it seemed questionable. How's that? Lights out. Well done. And that's okay. it. NBA draft partner is done. And you know what? It, this is a, this is a historic moment because we closed the door in 2017, 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we will now uh, we're going to go on a little bit of a break. A uh, vacation does occur, folks. We do take a vacation once in a while. We'll still be tweeting. Don't don't worry. That the sarcastic tweets about Michael Porter Jr. have only just begun. But right. we'll be back in about a little over a week for you, and, and then we'll yeah. start heading into yeah. our team preview series and a lot of fun stuff coming up for you. So, partner, it's been a hell of a year. It's such a nice pivot point right here, and I think we picked the right point to to do that. And listeners, we just want to say thank you for enjoying the ride with us this college basketball season up to the NBA draft. Uh, I think after we come back, we'll take some notes in the notebook, be ready to talk about some uh, college basketball that's going to come your way, and kind of refocus on the sport that we love. And we love that uh, and really enjoy that you guys took the ride with us all the way through the NBA draft and listened to our you know, hemming and hawing over whether we like this pick or this fit for this team. So listeners, thank you for tuning in out there for the whole entire season. We've really enjoyed it. And here we go, Gus. If I told you at the beginning – of this season that we would end with say DiVincenzo as our go- song going out. Would you would you bought it? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess, you know, Villanova winning the national title makes sense, but then him going to the Bucks, it's, it's, it's beautiful, poetic ending to a wonderful college basketball season. And here we go. We go from Miles Bridges being the absolute number one player in the draft to say DiVincenzo. Folks, Green Scooter Podcast. We'll see. Cheers. Salacia. Grazie. Salacia. Arigato. Now it's coming back, we can steal it If we bridge this gap, I can see you Through the curtains of the waterfall When I lost it, yeah, you held my hand But I tossed it, didn't understand You were waiting as I told